0: Guess what's back again? Yep, that's right. It's another round of your most embarrassing rave and festival stories. Nothing is more entertaining than reading your crazy, hilarious, cringe worthy stories. So I hope you guys get a kick out of these episodes as well. With that being said, buckle up and get ready for an episode filled with laughs. What's up you guys? Welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals and more. I'm your host Emma Capotis. Happy Thanksgiving week everybody. I I'm I'm excited. I know it's a weird Thanksgiving week this year. You know, the parade isn't really happening and it's obviously difficult to get together with friends and family because things need to be in small groups this year, but I'm still so excited. I love Thanksgiving food more than anything in the entire world. I literally cannot wait for like a full-blown meal and a treat-yourself kind of day. So I am sending you guys well wishes. I hope you have a great holiday. I hope you're all safe and responsible. And yeah, say hello to your families for me. But it's just, I was thinking about this episode and I was like, it's really crazy to think how we're almost at the end of the year here. What a year it's been. I'm gonna do a very interesting recap of this year for the last episode so I will save my thoughts on the entire year for that but we just have a couple episodes left of the year and I really want to make the most of them so I hope you guys are excited. I have a couple interviews coming up that I'm really really excited about and I've just been trying to pour everything into this podcast this year and it's been the most amazing experience and the growth has been really cool so I just wanted to start out by saying a couple things that I'm thankful for and that is one of them um I am thankful for every single one of you guys who listens to this podcast who has supported whether you joined last week or this is your first episode or you've been here from the first one like thank you guys so so much for being here for doing all the things you know joining the Facebook group community rating and reviewing on iTunes just sharing this on your stories or telling somebody about it like I see you guys all the time tagging me and things so I genuinely could not be more thankful I would not be able to keep doing this podcast every single week if it wasn't growing or if there was not interest in it so big big things are going to happen in 2021 and there will definitely be some changes to the podcast I'm going to talk about that in a little bit but uh, some other things I want to say that I'm thankful for I'm so thankful for all the guests who came on this year like I can't even believe that if some of you haven't been here that long last year on January 1st, 2020, I made some changes to the podcast. It was originally called Rave Culture Podcast. I rebranded it to Rave Culture Cast. I launched it with a whole new logo and I launched video. So that's when I started doing the Zoom interviews. So you guys could actually see me talking to our guests. So it feels like I've been doing it forever, but it really it's coming up on a year anniversary. So I'm so thankful for like literally every opportunity I had to interview these guests and artists like I still can't believe I've had people like Gesture and Bijou on and the owner of Electric Family like it's been insane and then every single raver and artist and creative and business professional in between. I'm so thankful that I had the opportunity to interview all of these people. One thing I wanted to mention to you guys I've been going back and forth with this a lot in my head and I think I've Officially decided, but I am going to be moving the YouTube version of this podcast over to the Rave Culture Cast YouTube channel. Right now, I just post weekly highlights and clips on there, and then the full video is on my personal channel. I did this for a couple reasons behind the scenes, but I do think I want to consolidate everything, so I'm going to move the video version. So every Wednesday, if you guys watch on YouTube, the full episode it's going to be on Rave Culture Cast YouTube channel. So definitely go subscribe over there. Um, And that's just, I want to keep things organized. I want to keep my personal YouTube channel separate. And I have all of my EDM festival content and fun stuff planned over there. So just a heads up, that will be starting. Um, I'm also super thankful for all the event production companies that put together incredible live stream sets this year. Um, All of the artists who poured their heart and souls out into live streams and you know bringing our music to us still even though we couldn't see them in person like i'm so thankful for the music at the end of the day and we've had incredible music this year that will be recapped in my final episode of the year as well i I like to do a recap of all my favorite albums and all that fun stuff but yeah very thankful for that i love insomniac and what they were able to pull together tomorrowland and the virtual festival they were able to do It truly has been incredible. And the effort has not gone gone unnoticed. And that goes for even the smallest artists who are throwing live streams every single week. Yeah, I mean, as EDM fans, could we be more thankful for things like that? Like they really have gone above and beyond for us. So uh, and lastly, obviously, I'm thankful for my friends, my family, my fiance, my health, like literally knock on wood, so thankful for my health and that I've been able to like really stay home for the majority of this year and be healthy and hopefully have a happy holiday holiday season. And lastly, I am extremely grateful, grateful for this platform. Like I do not take my Instagram page, my YouTube channel, this podcast, my platform for granted. I'm thankful for every single person who supports me and it's been just unreal how this has all, all snowballed. Like this is truly my passion project. This is my side hustle. And I love creating content for it continuously every single week. So I hope you guys are enjoying it. But a lot was up in the air this year. Like, I think we all had a freak out moment, obviously, when COVID happened. And especially as a content creator in the festival scene, like, I genuinely questioned what I was doing and, like, if I would be able to continue. But I am so thankful that I pushed through it and I discovered a lot about myself this year, like... I definitely got more in tune with myself than ever before. I don't know if any of you guys are the same, but I found a lot about my out about my spiritual side and now I'm going on a rant. But anyway, I just discovered a lot about myself and I finally feel like I can confidently say this, like I know exactly what I want to do. I have a grasp on my content. I know what I want out of my life. I know what I want out of my career. And you guys best believe I'm going like balls to the wall right now, so expect a fuck ton of content coming out of me um, and all kinds of exciting projects like I'm going all in on this and I'm really really excited about it so I'm extremely thankful for the learning lessons that I've had this year and lastly rolling into my next point I am very very thankful for all of you guys who supported the Rave Culture Cast merch line it was something I had been working on for months and I was so, so excited and so nervous about launching it. Thank you to every single person who has bought something so far. But, you know, Black Friday and Cyber Monday are coming up. And I was thinking to myself, I know everybody gets overwhelmed with sales and there's like a million thing one things you guys want to purchase, but we can't not have a sale, am I right? Like we have to have a sale. So for all of my listeners, you guys, um, this Friday, the 27th through Cyber Monday, you can use code RCC10, that is RCC10 to receive 10% off your merch orders. Um, So, you know, I'm obviously a huge fan of everything. I wear my hoodie all the time, the long sleeve, the beanie, my um, mug I drink my coffee every morning out of, the tank top I wear to the gym. Like, I'm obsessed with everything. I really, really put a lot of time into the materials that the things are made out of, so they're super comfy and cozy. So, You know, go shop for yourself, for your friends, for your family, for your rave fam, and use code RCC10 to receive 10% off your orders as a way to say thank you guys so much for supporting this podcast. Okay, that's everything in this intro. I know it's a little bit longer today. I'm going to get into our listener of the week segment here, and then we're rolling right into your embarrassing stories. So grab a drink, grab a snack. Let's get into it. Okay, so this says, as you know, running a group page on Facebook can be work, especially a group dedicated to an artist. The person I want to nominate does her best to keep the group fun and exciting while also reminds us to follow the rules set for safety and good vibes. This is why I want to nominate Lily Mason, one of the admins for the Slander Fam Facebook group. She isn't the only admin of the group, but you would definitely think she is because she is the most vocal and creative. She makes different events and activities within the group to get us to all get to know each other and makes us feel like a big family that all likes one artist at the same time. With a group of over 14 K, it can be a lot of work. When I met her at Base Canyon, it's premier year, through a meetup set up by the group, she by the group, she was the same person she was in person that she was online, making sure everyone was doing okay and she made sure everyone was feeling involved. I also just want her to know that a lot of us in the group notice all of the work she does and we all appreciate her, and that's from Carlos Victorino. I love that. Shout out Lily Mason for running the Slander Fam Facebook group. That is a ton of work. That's a lot of people, first of all. And it's it's a lot of work to keep people excited and engaged and to come up with new like topics to talk about and new threads. So... Hats off to you. Like it's people like you who keep these groups alive that allow us to find these like online communities and even better when you get to meet people in person. So I think that's awesome that you're doing that, especially in your spare time, just for fun. Um, So shout out Lily as our listener of the week. And thank you, Carlos, for submitting that. Uh, If you guys want to nominate somebody, you can always email me at raveculturecast at gmail.com with your listener of the week nominations. Alrighty, I'm in such a good mood today. I have to say- (laughs) Just to like lift the veil here and let you know, this is the second time I'm recording this episode. I scrapped the whole first one and I'm literally recording this the day before you're going to hear this. I'm recording this on Tuesday, the what is it? 24th. I just felt like the first one I was in such a weird mood and I kept cutting And I I kept thinking about it. And I was like, Emma, that is not up to par for the Rave Culture Cast audience. They deserve better out of you and they deserve better energy. So I scrapped the whole fucking thing and we're doing it again. We're doing it live. (laughs) So anyway, I'm in such a good mood today. Okay. anyway, you guys, let's get into the embarrassing stories. So if any of you are new to this, this is round three. I've done two rounds before this. they are some of my favorite episodes to record. Quick disclaimer, some language is probably going to be used in here foul language so it's rated r you know this is adult content i haven't really read through some of these so there might be some explicit things being talked about and yeah if you want to hear my own personal stories in the very first round i looked back it's episode 27 it came out on october 16th 2019 i shared my own embarrassing rave stories so i'm not going to tell them again definitely go check that out if you want to hear them but with that being said let's just jump right into story number one which comes from carmen I hope it's okay that I just said your name on this podcast. (laughs) Most people told me if they wanted it to be anonymous. Okay, so she said, I thoroughly enjoyed your embarrassing moments podcast and I really hope you make another one. Here we go. So I have three embarrassing stories, two about myself and one about some random dude. Okay, first up, at my first Bonnaroo in 2012, shout out Bonnaroo, I was dancing to the Red Hot Chili Peppers and got a little too fucked up. My friends and I were in the middle of a packed crowd and I decided I had to throw up. I tried to contain it to a little area on the ground, but unfortunately, it splattered on some dude dancing in front of me. I felt so bad. Anyways, after I vomited, I turned to my boyfriend and said, oh, no, I ruined the whole show, to which we all laughed about. We still laugh about it till this day because obviously I didn't ruin the entire show. I just need to forewarn everybody if you have a weak stomach, for some reason, this mix of stories there's a lot of throwing up stories in here I don't know why I didn't mean for that to happen but just warning you if you have a weak stomach (laughs) but I feel like so many people can relate to you girl um I've seen that happen many times at festivals so it's not like it's unusual okay story two let's see this is a porta potty story. Great. So I was at Bonnaroo 2019 and I was, I really, really, really had to pee and the lines were ridiculous. I know this is not cool, but I cut in line because I had to go so bad. I kept thinking the person behind me was trying to say something to me. So I pretended like I was too fucked up to hear them because I didn't want them to kick me out of line. As it got closer to my turn to use the bathroom, the dude behind me says, um, I don't really care, but you should know that this is the men's line for the bathroom. I was so embarrassed, but the guys around me were really cool about it. Aww. I well one, I love that you pretended that you were too fucked up to hear them. <laughs> This is fucked up, but um, yeah, I feel like you're lucky it was guys because they're probably you probably looked like you really, really had to go and they were like, fuck it. Guys also go fast. The girls' line is always really long, so you can't really blame us for that. You know what I'm saying? And then this last one, last but not least, at another Bonnaroo, there was an art installation of old, unusable porta-potties. Some dude who was really fucked up tried to get into them, but they were locked. He ended up climbing on top of one and fell through the top. I guess when you got to go, you got to go. Oh, my God. Okay, not for nothing. Who makes an art installation of old porta potties? That's very confusing. Know your audience. Know your crowd. You know, people there are going to be fucked up and confused and things like that. So (laughs) I don't really blame him for thinking it was a real thing. (laughs) Okay, story two. This one is from Cherry. She said it's okay to use her name. To keep this story short and simple, I went to escape with my boyfriend, my friend, and her boyfriend in 2016. We pre-gamed in our hotel room and by the time we got into escape, I was so fucking drunk, I threw up in line. I'm really sorry I grossed some people out, but hey, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Yep, see, that's what I'm saying. It is mortifying though. Like truly, I'm not gonna get into it. Throwing up is like the bane of my existence. I'm not good at it I can't do it it makes me literally want to die so thinking about doing that in front of people is like mortifying okay at EDC last year my boyfriend nephew and I were exiting the crowd my boyfriend was leading to head over to a different stage while walking out my wig got stuck on this guy's water backpack I pulled my boyfriend's hand and screamed babe My boyfriend turned back and I swear all you saw was me struggling and my head was being yanked back. Oh, no. I was tapping on the guy's shoulder to get his attention while my nephew and boyfriend were trying to help pull the hair off of his bag. I'm pretty sure the guy thought we were trying to steal or something, but luckily we pulled the hair off without fucking up the entire wig. There's probably still some hair on that guy's bag. Who knows? Although it was embarrassing, it made EDC memorable and we still laugh about it till this day. That's really funny. Girl, your wig almost literally got snatched. (laughs) Could you fucking imagine guys I'm like picturing it now because under my wig I wear like a wig cap obviously so if somebody if my wig got caught in someone's bag and they ripped it off and I was just standing there with my bald ass wig cap mortified I'd be mortified but it would also be fucking hysterical on she wrote a note she said love you Emma you're seriously the sister I never had my sisters don't rave and it's so nice being surrounded by people who are passionate about the same thing that's so fucking sweet girl thank you for that note. that was very very sweet I hope I get to meet you in person one day. Tell me that you wrote that story so I remember. Okay, story number three. So I guess this isn't too terrible because I feel like everyone's been here once or twice, but it was 2019 at Zed in Minneapolis, Minnesota at the Armory. Love that venue, by the way, the lasers that happened there. I've heard very good things about the Armory. I need to make it there one day. Anywho, I wanted to have a good time. And to be honest, I'm not sure why I did what I did but it was about 20 minutes into Zed and I decided to take some party favors all at once. Why? Because I'm stupid. <laughs> We've all been there. I'm pretty experienced with said party favors, so I didn't think I'd have an issue, but I was wrong. About 20 to 25 minutes go by and I'm just chilling with my rave fam, looking around the group because they were trying to figure out where to go and what to do. And suddenly I'm feeling extremely hot and shaky. I didn't even have to say anything. I look at one of my friends and she immediately knew I was going to barf everywhere. She didn't even ask. She took my hand and ran me to the bathroom, which was a trek, by the way. Thank God for her because otherwise I would have thrown up all over my squad. I threw up in my hands about three times Ew, reaching for the toilet and it was the most violent throw up I've ever experienced oh I'm gonna die so lesson learned kids be smart be smart about the amount and timing of your party favors and for extra measure test your shit yes 100% always test it also funny little side note my friend ate shit going down the entire My friend ate shit going down the entire stairwell going outside that night too. Whoops, not our best night. That's actually hysterical. I'm one of those people that like I would feel so, so bad and I would definitely go help you, but I would for sure like laugh my ass off at you first. (laughs) Okay, the next story. This says, hey, so here's a story for y'all. Laugh my ass off. It was day two of Izu 2019. I came in crutches with a friend Basically, the whole day went pretty smooth, and then I was at the last set of the night at Riverside Stage, which was Flux Pavilion, and at this point, I had been crutching around the festival all day, and my body was aching. So I crutched my way to the back of the crowd, where there was a bunch of random boxes and storage containers, which I guess was either for staff or vendors or something, but I was looking for something sturdy to sit on before I had to crutch my way all the way over that bridge back to the subway area. So I found some decently tall square shaped thing with a big black tarp over it and it seemed pretty sturdy. So I sat down on it for a solid 15 minutes probably and then all of a sudden I hear a bunch of plastic crushing and everything collapses from under me and a ton of people hear it and look over and it turns out I was sitting on multiple cases of water bottles which all got destroyed from the weight of me. There I was on the ground, scrambling to get up with my broken foot and struggling to get a grip with my crutches while my ass was soaking wet and there was a giant puddle surrounding me. So I probably ruined some vendor or staff member's supply and I apologize, but trust me, karma got me back when I had to crutch over RFK Bridge with soaking wet white shorts. But yeah, that's my story. Laugh my ass off. Oh, you poor thing. Like, I just hate when like the attention is drawn on you especially in an embarrassing scenario like that and not only that it's not like you could even get up and quickly like run away and hide in shame you poor thing have a broken foot and you have crutches and you're like trying to get up like I'm just picturing the whole scene and it's like totally mortifying but I, I feel your pain good for you for even going to a festival in crutches by the way you're a trooper okay So this one says, this is from Lorenzo and it says, so this is an embarrassing moment for somebody else that I witnessed slash was a part of. So I was attending my first EDC in Las Vegas in 2016. I went solo and was 21 at the time. On day one, I was at Circuit Grounds watching TJR killing it with his bounce hits. As I was dancing alone, I felt a splurge of hot and wet stuff running down my leg and shoe. Oh, God. I looked to my left and this girl was swaying side to side, quickly apologizing for vomiting on my leg. She told me it was her first time trying ecstasy. Guys, quick, quick little break really here quick aside for those of you who have never taken anything um, if you plan on it in the future number one test your shit and don't overdo it number two that seems to be a common reaction with people just so you know i have a friend who throws up every time she takes something Just just be forewarned that that happens. So about like 30 to 40 minutes after you partake in some party favors, if you're not feeling so good, maybe stand around a bathroom or near a bathroom or have like a bag or a cup on you. Just putting that out there, um, you know, for anybody. But um, yeah, you poor thing. Okay, back to the story. Not only did she throw up on my leg, but also on her right hand. I played it cool and accepted her apology. And then she asked to trade candy with me. With the same hand, which I insisted to trade with her with the other hand. We traded candy, did the whole plur thing, gave each other hugs, and then I went on my way. You are a saint. Then a few minutes passed by. I look behind me and I see the same girl grinding and making out with some random guy. I was gross the hell out, but I didn't say anything. That was one embarrassing moment I will never forget. Lord Jesus, you are a saint. Like, girl, if you go to trade candy with puke on your hand, I'm not trading candy with you. (laughs) That is so fucking nasty. I'm sorry. My gag reflex, like I would genuinely puke. Okay, we got another one. This one's about a fun glitter bomb story. So this is from Alexia. It says, hey, Emma, hope you're well. I wanted to make you laugh with this Electric Forest glitter bomb story. So this was my first year attending Electric Forest in 2018. It was day two and I was super excited to kick off my day with quicks. As Squinto back to back boogie tea started to play, I found myself in a crowd with these really cool people, and then I ran into my friends from New York. As we start as we started to dance, a Wook approached me and asked me if I would like some glitter. Of course, me being a fiend for glitter, I agreed. The conversation started to take a weird turn when he told me to close my eyes and mouth. Bizarre, but okay. This is where the story takes a turn that completely shocked me. The guy proceeds to completely throw glitter in my face. And to my surprise, it was putrid purple. Putrid purple. As I looked around, other people fell victim to this guy and threw glitter in our face. It was to the point that glitter was coming out of my nose and I got absolutely wrecked. I hope this story makes you laugh as it's one of my favorite stories to tell. I love you and Rave Culture Cast. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that does not sound pleasant. First of all, sir, y- glitter can really like fuck your eyes up. First of all, you could have gotten hurt. If that gets in your eyes, nothing would be more irritating and bl- blinding. So like that is dangerous ass glitter bombing. Um, You poor freaking thing. OK, guys, anytime a wolf comes up to you in a crowd and asks you if you want glitter, ask him how he's putting the glitter on you. OK, lessons learned from this podcast. OK, this next one is from jose it says hey emma i've been a fan of your content since you had about 2k followers on your youtube channel and i'm so happy for your success on your channel and podcast thank you so much jose thank you for being a fan member for so long okay so i would like to preface preface this by saying that i am naturally an introvert who also goes through social anxiety I try to get out of my comfort zone by going to shows and festivals solo when I can get when I can't get one of my friends to go with me. But I love rave culture because the people are always the best kind of people to interact with and make connections with. Love that for you. Okay, it was easy 2019. I was at the VIP main stage section solo watching Cascade set and I met a few fun and friendly ravers dancing around me. My fellow ravers and I were having a good time dancing and vibing. And about 15 minutes in, the girl in front of me started to get uncomfortably close to me as she was twerking. I moved back a little to give her more space to dance, but she kept getting closer to me. It didn't take long before she started to grind on grind on me. I got super confused and a bit uncomfortable. I wasn't sure if she thought I was someone else, which made me even more uncomfortable. A few moments later... I started to get grinded on from a different girl behind me. At that point, I wasn't sure what to do. All I could think about was try not to touch them and be as respectful as I could. You are an angel. The girl behind me was with a guy. Not sure if it was her boyfriend or friend. So that was weird too. Again, I didn't know what to do. So I just smiled a little and went along with it as people around smiled and laughed. Once they stopped, they both smiled and hugged me. We talked a little bit and I found out they were super nice people who just like to have fun and party. I found out the guy was just a friend. So it put me at ease a little bit. We ended up hanging out together for the rest of the set. And then I went to the AMF stage to see Walker and Royce. Safe to say that was an experience for me. I'm sure I have more stories, but that one came immediately to mind. Thank you for being such a positive, honest, and real content creator for the community. Thank you so much, Jose. That's hysterical. I mean, if you are there alone and you don't know these people and you don't know what's happening and you are trying to be so respectful, which was the right thing to do, I could see how if that's like everybody's eyes are on you, that can be very like overwhelming and embarrassing, but good for you for just sticking it out. And that's like a common thing. I think I've mentioned that on this podcast before I told a story about like sometimes it can be the girls coming on to people because when I went to EDC Las Vegas this might have been in my consent episode which is a good one to listen to it's one of the first episodes I ever did I Walked in, came right past the security gates right as we were coming through EDC. And I was, you know, in my cute little rave outfit, my cute little rave booty shorts. And this girl just comes running up to me out of nowhere and just starts smacking my ass, like smacking it over and over and over again. And I just started like running away from her. And she kept running after me, continuing to smack my ass. And I was mortified. Like I was mortified. Her friends were like laughing. And like, I kind of just like looked at her really like, what the fuck are you doing? And she was like, oh, my bad, my bad. Sorry, girl. Your rave booty was just looking good. And then they ran off. And I just was like, obviously, if that was a guy that would not have been okay on any level. So but it still made me feel uncomfortable, even though it was a girl. I don't know. It was very strange having a stranger like attack my ass like that. (laughs) But anyway, okay, I'm going to take a super quick break here, you guys. And then we're going to get back into the last few stories here. All right, you guys, I just wanted to remind you that we are doing a Black Friday sale on the entire Rave Culture Cast merch line. So this Friday through the following Monday, Cyber Monday, you can use code RCC10 to get 10% off your Rave Culture Cast merch orders. There will be a link in the description box to shop. So happy Black Friday shopping. Go enjoy, you guys. All right, we're back. So this first one is from Ryan. You guys all know and love Ryan. Okay, so she says my most embarrassing rave story isn't super long, but I figured I would send it in so that others can learn from my mistakes. It was day two of EDCO and my rave fam and I began the day with lunch, followed by drinking games, which turned into many rounds of drinking games. Hours later, we make it into the festival and head to the bar. Of course you did. (laughs) I decided to forego paying $16 for a Corona, holy shit, and go full send for a four loco. Best bang for your buck, right? Wrong. Hours later and multiple four locos deep, I apparently, because I sure as fuck don't remember, decided to go to excision with half of the squad and that's where my memory of the evening ends. The next day, they recalled the night for me and told me that I was literally sleeping while standing up and sometimes leaning on one of their shoulders at excision like how how does somebody fall asleep at excision apparently they'd be like ryan you good and i would lift up my head smile big dance for a few seconds and then go back to sleep on my friend's shoulder until the set ended and we all headed back to the hotel that's amazing moral of the story pace yourselves ladies and gents four locos are not always your friends Damn, girl. Yeah, I don't think I've ever read a story of somebody passing out during excision. <laughs> that's got like that's got to be up there. Wow. Yeah, I think it was probably the combination of the multiple hours of pre-gaming and then your first move is to go to the bar and get four locos. Woof. But that's just that's a lesson with everything, guys. I feel like that could go in our festival mistakes video. I've gotten like I got pretty drunk at EDCO last year, too. But You just have to drink water in between and like bring a hydration pack with you so that you can last throughout the whole night because then you miss all of excision set, you poor thing. Okay, so this one says, hey, Emma, my story is from EDC 2019. This year we decided to stay on the strip and rent a car to get to the festival. We had rented a car the year prior and knew between finding your car, the pile up of cars trying to get out of the festival and traffic that it could take hours before you're getting back to your room. Hence why it is a must to go to the bathroom as you're leaving, even if you don't think you have to go. Well, as we were leaving day one, we make our usual stop at the porta potties on the way out. As we're walking to our cars, we can start to see the chaos of cars trying to leave beginning to ensue. If anybody remembers that night, it was legit madness. Well, as the first hour goes by waiting in the car line, my urge to pee starts creeping back up on me. As a girl with a touch of dignity, I wasn't ready to pop a squat in a bodysuit in front of hundreds of people. So my boyfriend starts searching the car for something I can pee in. And the best thing we could find was a smart food popcorn bag. Oh, man, it's rough. It's really rough. Okay. well, when you have to go, you have to go. So I went in the back seat, unsnapped my bodysuit and let it flow. Let it flow. Let it flow. (laughs) I had to do it. You poor thing. Okay. I might have under—I underestimated how much I had to pee because as the bag got fuller, it got harder to keep the bag in position. At the same time, not really thinking it through how I'm going to dump this out of the car, still being ass naked with both of my hands on the bag. Mind you, I have a line of cars on either side of us trying to merge into one. So they're all on top of each other. My boyfriend maneuvers his arm over to open the door. Dignity has gone at this point. I ass out, pour the bag out, hoping everyone's too busy doing their own thing to notice. Nope, I was wrong. All the cars to the right start laughing and honking at me. Not like we could just drive off. So I just gave everyone a wave and accepted being the girl that just pissed in a popcorn bag. (laughs) Actually dead. (laughs) Love you, Christina. Thank you for writing in. that one might be one of my favorites i mean truly i'm right there with you like i'm the queen if i have to pee every five minutes and there is nothing like that pain so you got to do what you got to do but the fact that the cars are all parked you're not going anywhere there's no escaping it you just gotta you gotta dump your pee in front of everybody but it's edc You know what I mean? People have definitely seen worse. That is absolutely hysterical. All right, you guys, that was our last story. We didn't have that many entries this time. So I am going to take a super quick break. I've got a lot of EDM news to get into and then our songs of the week. And then we'll wrap this whole thing off and you guys can go off on your Thanksgiving breaks. Alrighty, so I am back with our EDM news section. So we have some a lot of industry news to go over, so I'm going to do that first. Um, first and foremost, Afrojack sort of announced that he is bringing back his alias, which is known as Capuchon, I think. I hope I'm not b- butchering that, but he's relaunching Capuchon Records, which was really cool. So he hosted a live stream on November 14th, um, and he has a new single out called 10 Years Later, so you guys can go check that out. I know it was up on SoundCloud but it says 10 years later is a vivid electronic tune exemplifying Afrojack's diversity in production and pays tribute to some of house and techno slash tech house influencers, influences, which is really cool. So I'm all here for aliases. I think I'm actually going to do an episode or a video on my channel about artists' aliases. So definitely let me know if you guys would be interested in me talking about that topic because i love dj's aliases okay number two is a quick little thing i'm a big don diablo fan so um i saw something that mtv international is actually bringing back mtv cribs they already launched it this october so if you guys watch mtv international they announced that don diablo is going to be one of the people on cribs so if you want to see him and his residence and his house and his whole setup definitely check that out when that episode airs um, in other news, we have heard that there is a bi- biography coming out on Avicii and all of the profits of the biography will be going directly to the Tim Bergling Foundation, which is amazing. Um, and according to We Review, it's going to be on shelves and online come November 2021. And that was from EDM Maniac. So looking forward to that. I think that's going to be amazing. I still haven't seen the documentary on Avicii. uh, Avicii. I know it was on Netflix for a while, and now I can't seem to find where to watch it anywhere because I really, really wanted to see the documentary on him and his life because his music meant so much to me. So if anybody knows where you can still watch that, definitely drop a link in the Facebook group community because I would still love to see that. This is kind of part of my songs of the week, but just industry news. The long-awaited collab between Excision and Slander is finally out. So all of my bass heads, the combination of the two of them, those colossal artists is incredible. It's called Your Fault. I can't talk. We're getting to the end of the episode here. (laughs) I can't talk. Go listen to Your Fault by Excision and Slander. It's an awesome collab. I know you guys will really, really love it. And then quickly, I just wanted to spend some time on this. This is kind of like an overarching message. I've talked about it a lot this past year, but Um, An artist that I like, his name is Dusty Cloud. He's a French artist. Incredible. He's like house, bass house. I I think last week, my Songs of the Week recommendation was his new EP that came out. It's awesome. Definitely go check that out. But he posted something on Twitter that I actually just wanted to read verbatim to you guys because it's not just about Dusty Cloud. I feel like it's about the state of a lot of artists and international artists living in the United States and kind of like what they've had to deal with this past year by not having shows and festivals and like a way to make an income. So I thought it was a really important message and I just wanted to highlight it. Um, And I do want to say this is like, I'm not bringing this up to say like, this is a woe is me type of thing. I just thought his note was very vulnerable and it made a lot of sense and it kind of like brought some things up that I wasn't thinking about. So I've mentioned this in Gesture's episode when he was on, you know, there's so many different ways you can support your favorite artists right now, whether it's through buying their merch or if they're live streaming and they do like a patreon or venmo or cash app you know donating if you guys can um and so many other ways like some of them are playing drive-in events and things like that which is cool but a lot of them do not have a source of income right now and especially i'm talking about like the medium like the small medium artists not the main headliners who are fine like they're mainstream artists they're going to be fine but these smaller artists who have tour managers or teams and lighting technicians and things like that. Like all these people are out of work because this one artist can't play shows. So there is a lot riding on it. And yes, we have hope that events will come back maybe next spring or summer. But can you imagine going an entire year without your income and I'm sure some of you guys listening have been furloughed or something like that but anyway I'm going on a rant this is the tweet from Dusty Cloud that I thought was interesting he said hey everyone I would like to explain to you um, what the purpose of releasing this round of merch is because he just released some merch he said I want to explain how bad the situation is for DJs like me I'm not a top 10 DJ but I'm also not a beginner in the industry and I'm and this is also applying to foreign DJs Um, And he said, if you don't really care about my life, you're just here for the music. It's all good. Keep scrolling. Keep scrolling. New music is on the way. But for everyone else, here's what's going on. So as most of you know, I'm French. And as a French DJ, I need a working visa to be able to do my job in the United States, which is where I make most of my income from doing shows. I had to renew my visa in 2019 and it cost around $5,000 for it, which is a pretty big amount of money. And it ended up being completely useless this year. It was supposed to be a really, really big year for my career in terms of festivals and club shows. But when everything got canceled or postponed, me and my team tried to find other ways for me to get some money. And we realized that not a lot of options were very interesting, which just to step back, it's obviously not just Dusty Cloud. This goes to any industry. I'm Everybody felt like 2020 was going to be a very big year for them. And I don't doubt that some of these artists had tours planned and major festivals, but like so many people had hopes for this year. So it's not just him, but okay. So he said, in the United States, even if I pay all of my taxes in the U.S., like every U.S. citizen, I can't get an unemployment because I'm a foreigner. In France, the only help that they've given so far in the country is 600 pounds for the past nine months without a job. As far as side jobs, I'm not allowed to get a side job in the United States because my working visa only allows me to earn money in the U.S. as a DJ or doing something DJ related. And then he said, I can try live streams, Patreon, Twitch, etc. But my English is really bad. And then he continued to say, so yes, I could just go back home, leave everything I have here in the United States and wait for my job to come back to normal. But the only thing is I'd have to break my current apartment contract which would be very difficult for me to find a new one I'd have to rent a garage to store everything there and then I also couldn't go back to France just for a month or two because of the borders being closed right now he's currently living in Las Vegas so he said so here I am in Las Vegas with the hope of having normal shows and normal fees again soon just watching all of my money that I've saved for the last year with my Skyfall tour going into rent and food 10 years of work on this Dusty Cloud project being pretty much useless right now. I have no backup, no diploma. I went all in on my project and I gave my life to my music. So that's why I've worked on this merch and invested some money into it. That way, if you want and if you can financially support me, it would be a pleasure for me to send you these items. Thank you, Tom. So again... I bought something. I'm not saying like, guys, go spend your money. But in general, for any artist, anybody you love and support, if you guys have, you know, if you're going to spend money this Black Friday, if you want to support smaller creators or artists, you know, do little things where you can and when you can. And I just I kind of like put myself in his place or in other artists place. And I was like, oh, wow, I didn't really realize that that's how it works for foreign DJs. I had no idea about like the side hustle stuff. And It's crazy. I I feel for everybody in the event industry and other industries without jobs and like anybody who dedicated their life to something and like went out on a limb, whether it's creating music or people who opened small businesses that had to shut down because they simply couldn't open for months on end and they couldn't pay their rent. Like this year has truly completely derailed people from their dreams and the opportunities that they wanted to have. And that breaks my heart more than anything, like as a creator, because I couldn't imagine something just being completely out of your hands and taken away so anyway there are definitely things that artists can do to support themselves but I just thought his whole note kind of kind of just related like wrapped up 2020 in a nutshell so I just wanted to shout him out definitely go listen to his music like I said his new EP was beautiful so definitely go check it out but please support your favorite artists if you guys can okay whoo that was very long-winded i hope you guys are still with me so last up is the most exciting news ever who else saw the insomniac east coast post and lost their shit (laughs) because i sure as hell did Um, my good friend, Bibi Howell, I saw her retweet something and I was like, oh my God. So basically Insomniac announced that they are opening a new division of their company called Insomniac East Coast. And it is what it sounds like, you guys. This is going to be your home for announcements and things like that for any new East Coast Insomniac shows and festival and festivals. So the first big announcement was, um, EDC Orlando, which... Okay, I'm going to like, I know Florida fam, you're going to hate me for this, but like obviously you're the East Coast, but I was like, my head went to Northeast because I'm in New Jersey and there are like literally no insomniac events in the Northeast. So it's always like killed my soul that the East Coast has just like severely slacked on EDM festivals. Um, I'm going to do an episode on East Coast versus West Coast at some point. I pushed it back. But yeah, we have like EZU and then we just have multi-genre festivals. So we have like Governor's Ball and Firefly that come to mind. Mystery Land happened for a few times and then that was discontinued. So the Northeast really does not have that many good EDM events. So I hope, you know, obviously Florida, like Insomniac has that covered. They bought Okeechobee. They're going to be helping with Forbidden Kingdom. So Florida is covered. But I really, really hope we get some shows in New York. Um, It says more big announcements are coming. And one thing I wanted to bring up, and I tweeted this, way back in june beyond wonderland the pacific northwest account which was new for like their their gorge show that they're going to do they had tweeted a little like digital poster and it was a picture of a bridge and there were all these mushrooms all over it and it said beyond wonderland new york new york and then nothing else was said about it like nothing else was said i literally freaked out when i saw that obviously covid happened so they couldn't have any announcements so i am going to assume that beyond wonderland new york new york is going to be a thing at some point And let me just tell you, you girl will be there in a freaking heartbeat. Um, A lot of people were speculating, too, maybe EDC New York would come back. But either way, we'll definitely see what happens. I know it can be very, very tricky with venues in the Northeast, especially in New York, New New Jersey. Um, A lot of festivals just, like, can't find a good spot. But Governor's Ball and um, Electric Zoo are, are on Randall's Island. So I wonder if Insomniac would do something there as well. It's just a pain in the ass to get to, but I will take it. So needless to say, I will keep you guys very much updated on Insomniac East. I will be following it very closely. I hope that in 2021, we see the return of tons of different festivals, um, if not 2022. And, you know, I think a lot of us are still waiting for an announcement on Middlelands to come back as well, because I would be very interested in attending that Insomniac festival. So, all right, I'm going to just jump into festival news now. All righty. So the only announcements I had, um, so Sunset Music Festival Sunset was one of those ones that like you know struggled with the COVID schedule that's for sure like they were in May then they announced they were pushing it back to July and I think everyone was like that's sweet but that's not gonna happen but okay and then they had to push it to december which even then we were like maybe that would happen question mark but it's not so they basically said they're gonna be pushing it back so it's gonna be memorial day weekend 2021 tickets are already on sale the lineup is really good um and i've heard good things about that festival i know it's like definitely seems to be more of like a party kind of festival But anyway, so that's going to be Memorial Day if you guys are interested. And then we have another Digital Mirage virtual live stream, which is really cool. This one is Friendsgiving themed. It is online uh, November 27th and the 28th brought to you guys by Proximity and Brownies and Lemonade. The lineup is fucking awesome. I will say... One thing that they do so, so well is putting together a really diverse lineup. There's always smaller artists on there. I felt like I discovered a lot of people's new music through their lineup last time. So that was really cool. And 100% of the proceeds go to Neva's Save Our Stages Emergency Relief Fund. So if you guys can donate, that would be amazing as well. And it's hosted by Cray and Hannah Rad, which is awesome. So that's exciting. Um, Breakaway Beach. Ooh, let me pull this up. Um, I think I mentioned this, but Breakaway Festival announced that they were doing another one of these like getaway festivals in an all-inclusive kind of situation. So they are having a festival in Cancun and it's June 3rd to the 6th. So the lineup came out. The headliners are Lewis the Child, Rez and Black Bear with special guest Loud Luxury. And then the support is Don Frank Walker, Casbo, Kid Quill, Phantoms, Side Piece, and Walker and Royce. So on first glance, my that wouldn't be enough to get me to buy tickets. I think it's a good lineup, but the headliners kind of don't do it for me besides Rez. Um, Lab Luxury is good. Lewis the Child is good. I'm just not the biggest fan. Don is awesome. Side Piece is awesome. Walker and Royce, incredible. Um, cool lineup, just not for me. But that's there if you guys want to buy tickets to that experience. Alrighty, we've made it to the end of the episode, which means it's time for Songs of the Week. Uh, and for those of you guys who do not know, every single Friday I put out a new Music Friday playlist on Spotify. I update it first thing in the morning. So you guys have the latest and greatest in EDM every single week. So it's your one stop shop if you want to know what came out that week. I do all genres, like everything is in there, and it's like the songs that I think are yeah the biggest releases and then ones that I'm personally like super into so definitely go check out new music friday almost all of these songs that I mentioned every single week and my recommendations are in that playlist if you want to listen to them and I also started posting links in the Facebook group so if you guys want links to them um, definitely join our Facebook group community and you will see that every Wednesday so the first one is by Deeper Purpose. It's called The Slap. This is on Tech Records, which is Noizu's label. So if you guys are a fan of house, music, and you love Noizu, you definitely will love Deeper Purposes' new song, The Slap. It's just a fucking awesome, groovy, bouncy house track. It's awesome. Um, the next one is Io's new song, Castles in the Sky. He did a remix of the trance classic and it came out fucking amazing. I'm pretty sure it like topped the B-port charts. I saw him share something about that. So definitely check out Io's "Castles Castles in the Sky if you want like a good ass like throwback to a dance classic. Um, another house track. What else is new? Really a big fan of Diplo and Sonny Federa's collab called Turn Back Time. Anytime Diplo goes down the route of just like clubby house tracks, I just really, I don't know. It's my favorite, favorite, favorite type of music that he does, like higher ground. That whole like era of Diplo, I'm super into as well. So his new song with Sonny Federa, Turn Back Time is a perfect little house track vibey as heck and then lastly i'm really really into bijou's new song so if you guys love g house if you want a little bit more hip-hop and rap influence check out bijou's new song chop it up it bitch slaps you in the face with the bass and it's fucking amazing so that is a really fun like party pump you up energizing kind of track um so yeah so i hope you guys enjoyed all those recommendations and the edm news updates whoo I feel good I'm so excited to get this episode out I'm so happy that I re-recorded this and again I just like hold myself to a pretty high standard for you guys and I want you to be as entertained as possible so I hope you loved round three of your most embarrassing rave stories I will probably take a break on this for a while you guys but I will bring it back at some point um, down the line next year but thank you to everybody who submitted stories and again couldn't say like a bigger thank you to everybody for supporting this podcast um you guys know what to do make this your instagram stories today and tag at rave culture cast and at emma Capotis in it tell a friend rate and review on itunes whatever you're willing to contribute is a huge help definitely go shop the black friday deals use code rcc 10 to save 10 percent off your orders and that is starting this friday the 27th through monday the 30th Um, so that's all really really exciting and again join our facebook group community if you guys just want to stay informed we do family zoom calls i believe they're putting together secret santa as well so you guys are fucking adorable like it's such a cool community and every it's amazing to see everybody getting along and things like that so definitely um check that out if you guys are interested and i think that's all i have for you guys we've got some interviews coming up the next few weeks that are really exciting and again um just a heads up that eventually i will be putting these youtube videos on the rave culture cast youtube channel so you can go ahead and subscribe over there early if you just want to you know be notified of those uploads in the future but Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you all have a very happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy, be safe, eat lots of food. I'm going to be drinking lots of wine and fully enjoying myself. So thank you guys. Have a good Wednesday and I'll see you next time. Bye guys.